are you? Doing pretty good. Just good. living my best quarantine life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about you? Um, same thing. You know, things, stuff, quarantine. Quarantines. But it is Friday today. That's pretty exciting. It is. I'm very excited about that. Stoked it's the weekend. Me too, me too. I mean, it doesn't change a ton other than the fact that I dumped it in my work laptop for the next, like, that's, I don't know, I can't do math. I mean, that's pretty important and awesome. So, yeah. So, anywho, I, it's so weird talking right now because now I'm like, well, um, every week is the same. I don't really have too many updates usually. Well, I mean, I'm glad to talk. I'm super yeah. glad to talk. Oh, yeah. Like any kind of social interaction, distance capitalized, yeah. Yeah. Um, is welcomed. My thing lately has been um, what's the best new thing you've watched? And is there anything you've rewatched that you've enjoyed? Since everyone's just watching a bunch of shit right now. My roommate's actually laughing from the other room uh-huh. uh, because we are rewatching something that I've watched, but she's never seen. And that is ghost adventures okay okay because it's hilarious and it's about ghosts it's got my two favorite things ghosts and humor ghosts and humor i don't think it's always intentional humor in fact i know it's not but that's what makes it good yeah but there's both there's both there's there's one guy who's kind of goofy just normally Uh but you know so there's both um but yeah, no, we've got a pretty unhealthy uh, love of this show. <laughs> Every night we watch a few episodes. It's our treat for the day. Love that. Yeah, it's pretty great. And then we go to bed really scared. So it's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that sounds like a fun plan. Yeah, anxiety sleep. Nothing really better. Good. It's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about you, though? Are you watching slash rewatching? Um, me and Maria got back into the Harry Potter series, which like I was real burnt out and over it for many a year. Like basically once like the seventh or the eighth movie came out, I was like, done, cool, over this, bye, never have to watch it again. Mm -hmm. Then everyone just kept talking about it. I'm like, it's over, let's stop. But like, so I hadn't seen any new ones. But then we were, like, sitting there wa- trying to figure out movies to watch. Like, we've been watching a ton of movies. We watched five on Saturday. Wow. Movie-a-thon. Yes. We watched 9 to 5. <gasps> Steel Magnolias. Love 9 to 5. I haven't seen that in forever, though. I need to watch that soon. 9 to 5? Magnolias is great, too. Yeah, 9 to 5. Um, Jen, friend of the show, Jen, was like, if she thinks it's one of her new favorite movies, she'd never seen it. Oh, I'm so glad she, th- she saw it then. Yeah. Um, so that Steel Magnolias, Layer Cake, which we only made it halfway through because we were kind of like, it was one of those movies that needs a lot of focus and we just Mm -hmm. didn't have the focus at that point in time. It sounds familiar, but I don't know if it sounds familiar because there is a wine label called that or if I'm familiar with that movie. Daniel Craig's in it. Nope. Not that movie. Not familiar with that movie. It's the wine. Yeah. He plays like a high end cocaine dealer trying to get out of the business. Oh yeah, that doesn't. That's not familiar at all. 
Yeah, it was good. I mean, we, we were enjoying it, but we were just kind of like, I had fallen asleep for a little bit and then she had fallen asleep for a little bit. So like neither of us knew exactly what was going on. And we're like, do you want to just stop and eat dinner now and we'll pick something else at the end? I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's all about self-care right now. And that sounds like right. self-care. And I like it. Yeah, we watched In and Out that has Kevin Klein in it. Have you ever seen that one? No. I thought that was just a burger. Everything no. is apparently about the food or the drink. Yes. It's about like this like small Midwest town drama teacher or some kind of like literature teacher hmm. um, who gets outed by a former student, even though he's like, but I'm not gay though. Oh, and the student like on national TV was like, I'd like to, he was like accepting an Oscar. Uh-huh. I'd like to thank my teacher. Oh, he's gay. I kind of remember this movie. It's the best of late 90s. Movies. I'm wondering if I've seen it. It's very like campy and cliched in a lot of ways, but I mean, sometimes that's what you need. You know what movie you should watch if you're wanting like a movie like that? I don't no. know why this came to me, but you have you ever seen Krippendorf, Krippendorf's Tribe? Kippendorf's Tribe? No. You should watch it. Okay. It's I will silly. add it to the list because I'm watching a ton of movies. Yeah, it's about like a college professor who, um, well, normally like researches like um, like other cultures, like remote tribes, nomadic tribes primarily. And then um, there's there's a whole lot that happens. He's, okay. Yeah. He's I'll a little, yeah. I won't, t- I don't want to tell, I don't want to ruin it. A little. I think it's Krippendorf. Kirk, Kirkendorf. I don't remember, but you should watch it. I'll figure it out. It has that one guy in it that I can't remember his name right now. That's helpful. Yes. I, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have three watchers now. Ooh, I like that for us. Hey, watchers. Hi, hi, three. Oh, I have six. Wow. Yeah, all together on the things. So, high six. Yeah. It's like high C, but with a six. High five. <laughs> Should we high five? Yeah. Should we high six? Oh, I don't have enough fingers for that. Oh. Because, <laughs> like, we used to do this thing uh, at five where you'd slap your wrist. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a high five still. Is that what we're going to do in the future now? Yeah. Since we can't touch each other anymore. Yeah. yeah. Six feet apart, air fives. I'm not looking forward to air hugs. No. I don't know what those are going to be like. Uh, remember hugs? We do side Christian, like Christian side hugs. Air, though. Just okay. there's like six feet of room for Jesus. Because Jesus may have been tall. I don't know. Yeah. I've never read anything about his height. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. You first. I don't know what I was going to say. That's fair. Uh, I feel like we're a little bit more silly or like gigglier right now because it's Friday. Even it's, though time has no meaning anymore. Um. But still, the weekends are better because I don't have to worry about waking up. Mm-hmm. Which sounds more, but I don't have to wake up if I don't want to. I'll just stay in bed. It's fine. No, it's just you wake up on your own terms. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to say, though, is what are you drinking tonight? What's, what's the sip? I haven't... Um, some sake. Ooh. Sake is fun. He's sake. Sake is very fun. Hats- 
Hakusuru draft sake. Oh, <laughs> I don't know anything about sake um, other than it's warm or cold and it can be cheap or expensive. Yeah, it's a, it's like a rice wine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I kind of knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to not like sake, but I've definitely developed a, a taste bud for it now. And now I enjoy it. I, I definitely that. prefer it hot, but um, Same. I don't know how to do that at home. Well, and only certain sakis are supposed to be hot anyway. Yeah, this one's a chilled sake. Yeah. So, yeah, bottoms up. Um, I like that you have a special drinking container today because I have chosen to drink out of the mug that I'm obsessed with right now. Uh, uh, it has the first letter of my name on it, and that's. I like that you. Um. Let me be clear that this is not a sake cup. This is an Aruba shot glass. Oh, <laughs> you had me fooled. Uh, that's why I kept it turned so you couldn't see the flip-flops and the oh. Aruba. No, but I am just drinking. I was going to go super basic, but I went other super basic. I got a peach pear LaCroix. Nice. And some peach vodka. Uh Svedka, the taste of Sweden. It's good for like a cheap vodka. Oh, I love Svedka. Svedka is mm-hmm. a go-to brand. And their flavors are pretty decent. Yeah, I really like their, um, they have good mango. Uh, the mango's good. Isn't a mango pineapple? I think that, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, I like that one a lot too. I almost bought that, I think, instead of the peach, but I was like, ooh, peach sounds like going into summer. Like yeah. Summer. I don't know seasonal or something I have um, flavored vodka though is um absolute pear i love absolute pear interesting i've definitely never experienced that one um it's usually my go-to order at the gay bar to do absolute pear and soda okay uh, because i know they'll have it and it's <laughs> a gay bar so vodka sodas are very okay okay that is totally fair that makes yeah. sense well i mean i like vodka soda Um, that's like mostly what i drink when i go out Mm -hmm. it's easy it's easy yeah yeah Yeah. but while we're drinking this is not a smooth transition i apologize for this but i'm very excited to tell you a story today because you know what we're gonna do for this story wait what oh yeah we're going on a road trip we're going on a road trip (laughs) oh yeah i love that it's us on a road trip. I like that picture. It's, yeah. Can we? Um, I love this for us. I don't know why we're facing backwards, but. Um, we are very bad drivers. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to make it. This is. Um, okay. We got to pick our, what road trip movie do we want to base this off of? Because there's so many. Oh, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is literally Road Trip, just because it's called that. Right. But there's um, uh, Tu Wang Fu. That's a cross. Uh, Oh, I want that one. I also get Thelma and the Wheeze from this car. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's Crossroads, which I've never seen, but I know Britney Spears is in it. Yeah, I've never seen that one either. No, I want Tu Wang Fu. I like that for us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let my drive. Why are you crying? Oh, but yeah, so we're going to go on a road trip and this is something you and I kind of talked about, well, just today briefly, but 
and it's not, it doesn't have to do anything with like running out of topics. There were other topics, but I came across a story today that was just so bonkers, crazy that I wanted to tell you about. And I got it from this book and it looked like on the map in the book, it was from Detroit, but then I found out it's actually from Marshall, Michigan. Uh-huh. So we're going to go on a little road trip to Marshall, Michigan. Have you been to Marshall, Michigan? Um, the name sounds familiar. I feel like I have, where's it at? Um, it is by Battle Creek. Maybe I may have just driven through it around it, past it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's about an hour and a half, a little bit South, definitely West of uh, Detroit. It is by Battle Creek. Um, and I am finding my spot right now. So it is in 2010, the census was about 7,088 residents. So not a huge, you know, city or anything like that. The size of my Uh, high school. What? The size of your high school? Oh yeah. You went to the giant high school. Yeah. Um, they have a historic district and they're actually like, they've got a lot of historic stuff there. Uh, they do like a lot of festivals and things like that. Um, uh-huh. at one time it was actually the front runner for the state Capitol. Um, and they also, so there's actually a governor's mansion there and the governor's mansion, just a little, there's going to be a few side trips on a road trip. Cause what road trip doesn't have a side trip. Right. No, you got to stop for snacks. You got to stop for gas. You got to stop for fun facts. Yeah. But here is the actual governor's mansion. Um, So this is reportedly as well haunted, like I think I mentioned. And it is apparently haunted by um, a maid who used to live there who fell down the stairs, unfortunately, to uh, meet her end, which that sucks. Uh, But now she kind of chills around. During quarantine. I've fallen down the stairs not once, but twice. (laughs) Careful. That's when we got this fun little, uh, I don't know if you're going to see on camera. I like, just like burned my arm somehow like i think rug burned from the wood i don't know oh be careful i don't like my stairs are a death trap yeah no be careful please please um so i'm going to tell you a couple more things really quick about marshall um so the city itself was also very heavily involved in the underground railroad in it as well as the formal railroad too and they were actually um, home to the railroad. Well, the first railroad labor union was formed there. Okay. And it was uh, actually known as Chicken Pie City because it was one of the only stops in the railroad between Detroit and Chicago. And guess what you could get there? Sushi. Yep. Sushi. Cool. Uh, but yeah, no, chicken pot pie or chicken pie. I didn't even say pot pie, but chicken pie uh, was the, na- the main thing. Do you think there's a difference? Between chicken pie and chicken pot pie? Um, I mean, maybe the top. Like that the top could make layer. sense. Maybe the depth, too. Like, maybe a chicken pie is just made in the pie pan, and a chicken pot pie is mm-hmm. made in the pot. Mm-hmm. We're going to go on a little side story now, too. Okay? So, the side story is that in 1843... There was a man named Adam Crossway, and he ran away with his family from a plantation in Kentucky where they were enslaved. And they ran to, or they got to Marshall, Michigan, and kind of, you know, set up a home. And while they were um, in Marshall, Michigan, the owner, the pre- their previous owner, I hate saying that word, it's so gross, but uh, the previous um, plantation 
owner will say, uh, from Kentucky, he wanted his quote unquote property. And so he sent his son with some other dudes from Kentucky to, um, go up and get their quote unquote property. Uh Again, that word back. And so they got there and they found the house and they went to the house and then all the people from Marshall started gathering in the streets and screaming, slave catchers, slave catchers, slave catchers, slave catchers to like warn them. Uh So what they did, uh, they started knocking on the door, knocking on the door and they wouldn't come out. And so the, the local chief of police, I'm telling this from memory, (laughs) you can't tell right now, he came and he was like, with the the catcher dudes and stuff like that. But so many people came out into the street and then the catchers started saying, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name to all the residents? And the residents said, okay, fine, here's my name. And they started making sure that they even like spelled it correctly. And basically, so they were like, um, here's my name. Here's the exact spelling, blah, 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 blah. So the police, the chief of police or whatever, he changed side or the deputy changed sides. And he was like, okay, fine, guys from Kentucky, I'm arresting you now. So he arrested them and he took them to jail. Good. And there were over a hundred people at this gathering too. I forgot to mention that. So they uh, were in jail. They finally, they got posted bail and were released from jail and they made the family though had already made their way to Canada. So when they went back to Marshall, they were already gone across the border. The plantation owner, he took it to federal court in Detroit to sue Marshall for damages. And it was pretty easy to sue since they had written down all those names with exact spelling. Uh So after two trials in Detroit, there was one defendant left and his name was Charles Gorham and he was ordered to pay the value of the slaves and the court fees. However, a local banker, Zachariah Chandler, stepped in to pay these costs on Gorham's behalf instead. Uh So it was just like a bunch of nice people, just people doing the right thing. I mean, there were definitely people doing the wrong thing, but there were so many people doing the right thing. Uh Uh-huh which is just really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so the people were really cool. And again, that story was 1843 when all these people came and stood up for their neighbors. And I just, I really, really like that. Yeah. So a couple other fun things. Okay. So there are some notable people from Marshall, Michigan. So the first one is Ryan A. Conklin. He came to fame in the fourth season of the real world, Brooklyn. Okay. I just put him because that's fun. Yeah. The second one is Jamie Heinemann from Mythbusters, who okay. I had no idea was from Michigan. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, isn't that rad? Yeah. And then the last one, I don't think either of us will know, but I put it on there because people might, I don't know, Adam Taze from sports? Yeah, I, I'm not going to know him. No, I know. Like I said, I, he's the coach for the Jets. So, where is that? New York. What? Jets football? Yes. Yes. Okay. I knew that. I knew that. All I think is when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Yes. Which, um, fun fact, I've never seen West Side Story. I actually have not either. Um, To do. Yeah. Well, that's a to do list. They're making a remake right now. Ooh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm hoping they won't do brown face because I know they did brown face in the first one. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. Um, that would just and today no, there's other. Just, We've no. got options. They yeah, had options, yeah. then, but we have yeah. more options now. Yeah. So anyway, back to Marshall. 
Yes. <laughs> we are going to visit a place called the Tasty Cafe in Marshall, Michigan. Ooh. So we're going to go to 1967. And this is located at 209 East Michigan Avenue, which you've probably heard of her. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, it's crazy though that like Michigan Avenue is that long. I know it is, but it's still crazy to think about it. Doesn't it go from like Detroit to like Chicago? Maybe. I just know it goes real long. Yeah, I know it yeah. goes to at least Grand Rapids. Maybe. I don't think it goes up. I don't think it goes up. I think it goes like diagonal. Oh, you're right. Kalamazoo. So I, I'm pretty sure. It go. I'm pretty sure it goes to Chicago, but okay. I'm not a scientist. This isn't um, a podcast. Definitely not. So here you can see the Tasty Cafe. They got this cute little light up Werner sign, kind of like a little dinery feel. It's the type of place you go get like, you know, a burger and fries. Oh, yeah. Or like breakfast, you know. So um, on the summer morning of August 18th, 1967, just a few minutes after 9 a.m., the mailman made his rounds and handed a brown paper package marked BOOKS, all capital letters, to Nola Pyre, Pyre, P-U-Y-E-A-R. Okay. So I'm saying it as best I can. One of the owners. So she and her husband actually were originally from Arkansas. So just to set it up for you, she was kind of like this motherly type woman. Um, they'd been married like 38 years. They've been, you know, they'd owned this diner for, or this uh, cafe for a very long time. A lot of people really liked them. People loved this diner. Um, she was, you know, decently known around town. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like nobody had like a bad thing, you know, to say. Mm-hmm. So the package was originally supposed to be delivered to her residence, but due to standing instructions, it was rerouted to her business address. While customers were eating their breakfast on this morning, Nola went behind the counter and opened the package. She was heard to have muttered, Oh, just then a bomb exploded in the package. And unfortunately this is gross and I'm sorry. Sent Nola in pieces in every direction while simultaneously destroying like the back half of the restaurant. Um, yeah it blew out like the windows and there was like glass all over michigan avenue just a pretty decent bomb i think she was the only fatality in it but still you know not that's terrible that's horrible right yeah so nobody again she was very loved and nobody could like really figure out like who or why like this makes no freaking sense yeah and there was an investigation of course and during the investigation at the scene the police turned up the package itself the address was written in red lettering they found pieces of masking tape and metal fragments from a Fisk battery. They also found a bottle of pills at the scene, which was uh, containing sodium hydroxide, which is lye. Okay. Which is, I'm pretty sure, not good to consume. Not at all. The only like point of reference I have for lye is um, Fight Club. Yeah. Don't you put it like to like kill the kills? Like, like yes, yeah, preserve things? Like you preserve bodies in it, I think. I think so, or burn them. I don't know, because I remember, like, the part where he, like, kisses his hand and sprinkles lye on it, and he has, like, the weird, like, kiss mark on his hand. hmm Have you seen Fight Club? You've seen Fight Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it was soon discovered, so that the, uh, lye, which basically breaks down dead bodies, thank you, those of us, those of you out there who uh, helped us out with that, um, so I don't know why she had those pills, and uh, the package itself the one containing the actual bomb was indicated to have been mailed from Marshall. Okay. It all came from Marshall. Um, Soon it was discovered that Paul Pyre, 
her husband, uh-huh. the first real suspect. Please, As it usually goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes total sense. So he was the first suspect and it had been discovered that basically he may have had a sexual motive for doing it. A sexual Um, motive? Yes. Okay. Basically, detectives discovered that he owned a trailer about two hours north in Barryton where he would carry on sexual affairs with both men and women. Okay. I don't know how long or anything like that, but it sounds like there was a lot of action. And this secret kind of like rocked the town of Marshall because this is this cute old couple who still has their Arkansas accent and have been married for 38 years and own the, you know, cute little diner and all that kind of stuff. And everybody's like, whoa, like who else has secrets kind of thing. So everybody's like a little bit on edge. Yeah. Investigation though, it hit a roadblock. So Paul was in the diner standing really close to her when it arrived. And he probably wouldn't have been standing like right next to her or maybe even at the diner at all, like, wouldn't you find a reason not to be there? Yeah. Like if you knew a bomb was coming. Yeah. So everybody was like, be well, somewhere what? else. Yeah. I was like, well, that's weird. Like, no. So another piece of evidence actually came to light. Police found that Nola received pills for anxiety in the thing I was reading. It said nerves, but I'm going to go with anxiety because that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, through the mail. And one of the most recent deliveries of this medication was actually poisoned with Drano. Yeah, I, that happens to me all the time. I get a, my prescription. They're like, oh, wait, just kidding. There's Drano in it. Sorry. We put this thing that's meant for plumbing in your pill. Mm. Yeah. Oh, how'd no, that happen? I don't even like, ugh, ugh, gross. Gross, gross, gross. So it turns out, though, she had not been feeling very anxious lately. So she hadn't taken any of them. Um, so, you know, it was just sitting there waiting with that drain on. And this led police in another direction away from Paul. So the Detroit News was running this story. They actually had a picture, and I couldn't find it, of the actual packaging with the red let- lettering on it. And they ran it in papers pretty much all over Michigan, maybe even farther than that, I'm not sure. Mm. And in the Detroit News, they ran one of these articles. And so a secret witness came forward and recognized the handwriting. Ooh. They had the right guy. His name was Enoch Kism. So I am going to show you a picture really quick of um, Nola, first of all. So that is Nola right there. Uh, And then Enoch is this lovely gentleman right here. So the police were already very familiar with Kism or Chism. I'm not sure of the pronunciation. Um, Karen D. Yes. There were a lot of calls to police on his behalf due to, unfortunately, domestic violence. Uh, But in the 60s, there were no domestic abuse laws in place. So, like, it didn't really keep him in jail or anything like that. And as well as arrest for arson, uh, when he tried to set his brother's property on fire, he had doused the house with fuel oil and set it on fire before racing to work at the Kellogg factory in Battle Creek, basically for an alibi. Damn. Yeah. So not a good guy. So it's connected. So how, why, what would his motive be? Well, it turns out he actually wanted to buy the Tasty Cafe and her husband was into it. She was like, yeah, that's, you know, cool or whatever, but she did not want to do it. Nola was like, no, this is my place. I don't want to do this. We're not selling. So he was kind of, Chisholm was, Chisholm was kind of not having that. So basically 
they called that the motive that he wanted to buy this place. And without Nola, he probably could have. Yeah. So he was sent to jail. Good. But doesn't end there. He actually appealed. And the court spent a long time debating if he had basically the funds to hire a lawyer. And they eventually turned to the Sixth Amendment. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it states, In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. And they basically painted themselves into a corner by reading into this because they said, well, he can't have this kind of a trial if he can't afford a lawyer. Uh Which I thought you got court-appointed lawyers, but I'm not sure exactly why. That's how I always thought it worked, is like court-appointed lawyers. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know how it works with appeals or anything like that. Um, so, you know, it's tough to say, but basically he got out. Damn. Yeah. They, they released him. So I wrote, what the fuck? Um, As you should. But he died in 1979 while waiting another trial for a planned armed robbery. Work. Work indeed. Uh, I just have like one little article about that. So uh, a lot of people weren't very happy with that, um, nor should they be, because that's gross. Uh, And yeah. And just really quick, my sources, because sources are important. um, Our Wikipedia about Marshall, Michigan, Blood in the Mitten by Tom Carr, which is a book that's interesting. I got it for Christmas from my parents. Thank you, parents. And it's got like one to three, maybe at the maximum page articles about true crime kind of all over the state of Michigan, which is very interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then a couple of WordPress, uh, Michigan and other mayhem.wordpress.com and blainepardo.wordpress.com and then legal.com, which is where I got the, the bit about the last trial or the appeal from. Uh, uh, and Blaine Pardo actually wrote this book called Secret Witness. Uh, it unfortunately, I don't think is in large circulation. It costs $995 on Amazon, but <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, I think it's like $16 for a, um, Kindle version. So there, that's much yeah. more reasonable. Yeah. But it goes much farther, like into this whole, you know, scenario situation. Yeah. So that's uh, a little bit about Marshall, Michigan. I'm sure nice. more, but my roommate was like, wow, you really like Marshall, Michigan. Cause I kept telling her facts all day. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, this is interesting. I mean, it's interesting to learn about a new place. And like, that's some crazy shit for some like, like little Michigan town, you know? Yeah, it is. And it's not, I mean, again, it's not big. It's also like got one of the most like historical markers or something like that. I can't, I didn't write this down, but it has like a lot of like historical buildings and stuff like that. I mean, I guess that makes sense if it was at one point considered for the capital that like, it would have a lot of historical shit because I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, must have been important at some point in time. Which actually call back to a former episode. The reason the um, governor's mansion there sounded familiar to me is because remember, I believe the boy governor lived there at some point in time. Uh, yes, the boy governor. Yeah, I can't, re- I forgot to look it up again, but I know there was something about they were moving the capital from Detroit, because that's where it was, you know, in those those days. Yeah. And they built that. And I want to say maybe he had to do with the construction of it or something like that, but then it ended up being in Lansing. And then that sounds familiar that I mentioned it. I think that you're right on that. Yeah. So full circle. Yeah. I like full circles. 
Me too. Yeah. So thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for telling us that story. And what a fun road trip we had. We did. We did. There was, again, that it twisted and turned. And you know, I love a good twist and a good turn in a story. Yes. The husband with the trailer reminds me of the murder case we did in January. The one you did of the one that oh, happened in the sure. 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in cases, they do look at spouses pretty quickly. Um, oh, yeah. They're the first ones I think they look at. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. there's a whole, like, I remember there was a meme going around a couple of years ago of, like, the I just murdered my husband starter kit. It was, like, one of those big flowing robes with, like, fur-lined collars and sleeves and then, like, little house slippers mm. and, like, probably a princess <laughs> phone such like this one. So I'm already there. I just got to find a husband to murder, you know? <laughs> there you go. And you need the slippers. Or the little... Yes. Slippers, but yeah. Well, I have a sewing machine now, so I, I could probably make the robe at least. I like that you just bought a sewing machine and you're already confident enough to make a robe. I mean, I found an easy pattern. I'm like, like I'm just waiting for fabric stores to open. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I've just been cutting up old shit. Like, I cut up an old t-shirt to make masks. I cut up an old pillowcase to make masks. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's good. That's, um, that's a very good use. Yeah. Of all that material. Yeah. My roommate's been making masks. She, one of our friends got, she picked up stuff from Joanne Fabrics right before they got, like, the cease and desist to stop opening their stores because they're not essential. Yeah. Um... And so she got there and they were trying to get, you know, they were giving fabric to people to make masks and they were trying to, I think, get rid of the packs they had made. So my friend picked something else up for their house and uh-huh. they like handed that to her too, but she doesn't sew. So uh-huh. my roommate, uh, they left it like outside and my roommate got it. And then we waited like the proper time, but uh, <laughs> it's the most ridiculous yeah. fabric I've ever seen. It's pretty great. It's got cartoon cookies, donuts, and lipsticks on it. Fun. Yeah. Um, I can guarantee you there's some dental hygienist wearing a pet, like a scrub top made of that material as we speak. Oh, for sure. Do you think there's a whole scrub set too with the pants? Like the whole, the whole thing? I feel like usually when it's like a crazy pattern top, they usually just like a plain bottom. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Can't get too wacky, you know? No, unless they're, well, now you're not going to get this joke, but well, no, you will. You've seen the memes unless they're the Joe Exotic of... The dental hygiene. Yes, yes. That's where two different patterns, though. Yeah. Yeah. Power clash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, that was a fun little road trip and a fun little story. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for going on the road trip. I like virtual road trips now. <laughs> yes. Um, um, are you ready for some two truths and a lie? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I've been getting back into Harry Potter recently, which like, I have to ask, are you a Harry Potter hoe? Do you like Harry Potter? I've seen the movies. Okay. I read the first three books. Okay. They got real big after that. And not that they I'm did. against big books, but there were other books I wanted to read as well. And Right, right. And like, I feel like, I don't know. I think I was like, I was at the right time for those. I feel like if I had been any older, I would have been like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're probably like, I'm good. Um, 
Yeah, well, and they were entertaining. The movies themselves were entertaining. Like, I uh-huh. enjoyed them. But um, I don't know. I don't even think I saw the last one. I saw, uh-huh. like, the first part, part one. And then, you know, like, there was so much yeah. time. And then I didn't see part two. And now I have to seek it out, which... But I also feel like I'd have to rewatch, like, five, six, and seven. Like... We, that's what me and Maria did. We rented five, and then I had six, seven, and eight. Okay. And then I also ended up um, getting um, the new, the two new Fantastic Beast movies, which oh, I was knows. See, I was like very against those. I'm like, oh, we don't need more fucking Harry Potter stories. But then I realized like they're not Harry Potter stories. They're just like using the world shoot that jk rowling created to like expand upon like just kind of make a new story in that same world which i'm like okay i can i can get down with this yeah and i actually really liked both of them i think i liked the second one better than the first okay i only remember the second one because i saw that recently but now that i'm thinking i think i also didn't see the first one i think i only saw the second one (laughs) that's fair i mean the first one's kind of just like the first one's pretty non-consequent. Like, I mean, it's just kind of like, it's fun because it's like 1920s New York, but like magic. Yeah. And it's fun to see like the American equivalent of all like the like, wiz- oh God, that made things worse. Um, of like the wizarding government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I like the second one. I, I was worried because I remember now, I was worried I wouldn't know what was going on because I hadn't seen the first one. But yeah, I liked the second one. It was interesting. It was weird to see um, what's-his-face old. Oh, you mean Dumbledore? No. No, he was young in that one. Um, yeah, because he was... Wasn't he Jude Law? Was Jude Law? Yeah. Yeah. He no, sure was. No. Um, oh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Was like, I was like, is that? Is, and he had that weird wonky eye that was like, mm. it took me a while. It took me a while to settle into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing this two truths and lies about the Harry Potter world. It sure is. Um, it's Probably more focused people. on the, like earlier, like, but not, it doesn't have anything to do with Fantastic Beasts. But. Okay. We'll just get into it. So, Harry Potter, Two Truths and a Lie. Mm-hmm. So, fact number one, Hermione mm-hmm. and J.K. Rowling share a birthday. Okay. Fact number two, J.K. Rowling based Dementors on the, the depression she felt after her mother's passing. Fact number three, Haley Joel Osment was almost cast as Harry Potter. Oh, this one's tough. I'm going to go with number one. I'm so unsure. Number one is the lie. Okay, what makes you say that? Because I think she shares a birthday with somebody, but I have a feeling it might not be Hermione. That is correct. Uh, it was actually Harry Potter. Her and J.K. <laughs> Rowling both share a birthday, and it's, um, do you know what date is? No. July 31st. Okay. Um. The other two were true, and I so like the uh, Dementors. Do you remember what Dementors are? They're like, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she told Oprah once that it's difficult to describe depression to someone who's never been there because it's not sadness. I know sadness. Sadness is to cry and to feel, 
but it's that cold absence of feeling that really held up feeling that's what dementors are oh yeah that's i mean i can relate to that yeah and honestly i think they capture that pretty well at least in the movies like they do kind of have that um because they you've watched more recently as they go on to don't they they kind of start clinging on to even like more personal things like in the beginning it's like there's spiders and stuff like that or something but then like they go on to more personal type. you're thinking of um oh no i know what i'm thinking of i know what i, I just can't remember their name is now yeah. the um other things the one they use ridiculous on yep but now I know what a Dementor is still again. They're like yeah. the shadowy things. They're like the Lord of the Ring guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like the like large looming figures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cloaks okay. and stuff. Aww. But yeah. So and then Haley Joel Osment was almost cast as Harry Potter because Steven Spielberg was originally supposed to direct the first movie. And that was his first choice for the role. Uh-huh. But I guess he got into some dispute with the creative team, which um, had him leave the series and someone else directed I think the casting went very well. For Same. That. So Same. I think I, well, no, I don't think everything happens for a reason at all, actually. But sometimes I like to say it because it sounds pretty. Yeah. And I, I think that that all happened well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like interesting to see where they are now because I think like uh, Rupert Grant, who plays Ron, is like semi-retired. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I can imagine after those movies, like, you're yeah. sad. You don't have to work another day in your life. You don't have to. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I saw, I actually saw a stage show in New York that had uh, Daniel Radcliffe in it. Hmm. He's done like a lot of stage work. Yeah. It seems like. It wasn't Equus, unfortunately. It yeah. was um, The Cripple of Inisham. I was going to say, did you see his nudie booty? No. <laughs> no, I saw him play uh, some The Cripple of Inisham. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was a very interesting play. I don't know if I'd recommend it. I mean, he was fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was very much like a downer of a play. I think it was fun. It was good, but like, mm-hmm. not something I'd recommend at this time. Because That's, yeah. there's enough bleak right now. Yeah, no, we need, we need a little, a little brightness sometimes. Yeah. Aw. Well, thank you, though, for doing that. That was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, yeah and i i'm not gonna lie i might have actually heard the her birthday and harry potter thing before like it sounds vaguely familiar or yeah so i might have cheated no that's not cheating that's just knowing things never mind yeah never mind retracted retracted i had to work through that and i did a comment from von wank that said chris columbus who wrote gremlins directed the first two harry potters oh okay interesting they're very different movies. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense because, like, I know that uh, they changed the director. I know that the last couple at least were Yates, David Yates, Daniel Yates, something Yates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's interesting too, like the Fantastic Beast movies. So, like, J.K. Rowling in 2001 wrote the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, like the textbooks just to describe magical creatures. Mm-hmm. And then, um, she just wrote a screenplay. Like there was no book for these movies. It was just she went straight to screenplay. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense though. If that's like the aim or the focus for that, particular right? Like why? Yeah. Like I mean, 
why waste time with a book if you're just going to go straight to a movie, you know? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I love the books, and I think that the books are good, but I also can imagine that she probably wanted a change of pace because she's done a lot since Harry Potter in terms of, like, creating stuff. Like, she did uh, another fiction book that was, like, kind of based in reality that wasn't very popular. Really? Um, yeah, it was called, like, the... Um, the vacant something. Oh. The curious vacancy, I think it was. Well, but I was about to say too, I mean, like not everything can be a, a through the roof winner. And that that that's the whole thing when you are writing any kind of like or creating anything, like content or you know, anything that's for um consumption, it it's not all gonna be, you know, hit out of the park. And exactly. You have to be willing to kind of have a few flops or many and flops. What was interesting about that is she used a pen name for that one. She didn't, oh. Originally, it wasn't released in a J.K. Rowling, but she, I mean, the secret got out as it does in the 21st century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an, She probably just wanted to go a different route then and just like, see yeah, up. that's I respect that. But she also wrote a stage show about Harry Potter called Harry Potter, the Cursed Child, which I know nothing about. Well, you know about its existence. So you got. Yeah. There. Um. But it's just crazy. So, like, I once I started watching the Fantastic Beast movie, I just kind of like fell down a wiki hole of Harry Potter stuff, mm-hmm. and just realizing how much she's like been creating and releasing through like Pottermore, or I think it's called the Wizarding World now, because mm-hmm. like she has just like so much stuff out there mm-hmm. that she just keeps fleshing out this world, which I'm like very here for. I love a good fleshed out world, you know. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I was very into when I was younger, like the, uh, Tolkien. Yeah. Uh, for the same thing of like, wow, all that came out of his brain and yeah. went to paper and then went into other people's brains. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. And it kind of kept growing, uh, and growing and growing. And I'm by no means like an expert on that world, but it's very interesting. Yeah. I guess there's supposed to be three more Fantastic Beast movies because I think it's supposed to be a five movie series. Oh. I mean, it makes sense though because they're kind of like it's very interesting to like the at least like the last one, mm-hmm. like the whole like on the verge of a war and kind of like magic folk versus non magic. I don't know. It's a very interesting parallel you can draw to like today. Yeah. Um. um so I'm not mad about it. No, I mean, I, I'll, if the, oppor- I'm not going to run out to see it, but like if the opportunity presents itself, I wouldn't say no. Um, as we've mentioned before, I don't get out to movies as much as I'd like. And then I end up watching stuff on uh, streaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost like the same, like with Knives Out, I was trying to see it in theaters and I just never made it, but it was like about the same price just to buy it on streaming yeah which see in theaters so if you can wait yeah it's interesting now too because uh, obviously in like the the current situation um i you know you see those movies going straight to the streaming channels uh which i think is cool i i, I like that they're still releasing them um yeah being, like that trolls one or whatever yeah. uh you know Uh-oh. what i saw the first one and i was pleasantly surprised because it didn't i was like mm, whatever and i don't remember why i saw it but i did and then uh-huh. I was, oh dang that was real cute oh 
And I can't oh. see the second one because also Rachel Bloom, who I love from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, is a voice in it. I think someone like that I enjoy is a voice in it too, but I can't think of it now. Oh, producer Patty said uh, she wants to go to the movies when this baloney is over. And I agree. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm wondering though how um, this will affect the Oscars this year, you know, because um, like I think there's some like stipulation where movies have to be shown in theaters to be considered for the Oscars. There is. And it's something like really because uh, Tommy was so like renting out a theater and having it for X amount of time, like with the room. I can't okay. remember exactly, but like I know there was something where he wanted to be like uh, eligible for the awards. Uh, and then like Netflix did the same thing with like Roma and a couple other ones. And then um, same with Cold War, which is one of my favorite movies of, I think, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an Amazon movie and it was great. I like might rewatch it um, soon because who doesn't love a good tragic love story? Like when I like basically like a week from now and I want to be emotionally destroyed, I'll probably watch that movie. <laughs> oh, I've got a movie for you. I forget the name of it, but it starts Audrey Tateau. The Amelie. I do like her. Yeah, she was in a, a war love movie, and I can't remember the name. It's really good, though. I'm going to get you the name of that. Was it The English Patient? No. Okay. <laughs> I, remember, I feel like I just bit, saw but... this. Because, like, I was on, I remember, like, looking, and it was a movie that had Audrey Tateau in it. I, like, fell in an IMDb hole. Um, if I see the cover, I'll know it. Oh, A Very Long Engagement. Okay. Yeah. It's a good one. I think I, I mean, I know I own it. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say, I think. Because Jude Law is in the English patient, right? Sure. No, I think it's Ralph Fiennes. It's been so, I've seen that, but it's been so long. Oh, I think it is Ralph Fiennes, though. I can see him in my brain. Oh, I'm confusing um, uh, Audrey Tateau with Juliette Binoche. Okay. I was very, I was like, I don't remember her being in that, but it's been... A million years. Yeah. You are just mixing up all the Frenchies. I really am. Can't do that. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, movies. <laughs> yeah. It's the best time for them, honestly, because uh, what else you got to do? Uh, watch Ghost Adventures. True. Mm-hmm. I have been catching up on a lot of video games, which sounds stupid, but like... I don't know. I haven't gotten the time to play video games like this in a while, so I'm kind of not mad about it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it is the time to to do to do the catch up things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's been so good to see your face again. Yes, it's been so good to see your face too. And I, I still can't get over the background behind you. I love it. Those are our new glasses photos, by the way, when you sent me a photo of your new glasses. Yes. I was going to say, I love my new glasses in that picture. Uh-huh. Um, they're transitions, which I'm not mad about either. I hate mine. But you I hate yours? Yes. I accidentally bought them and I hate them. Why do you hate? Is it just because like it's weird when like you go inside? Well, mine looks stupid. Fair. Like... Ricky got some and he is the one who convinced me to get them is like he said the key is you have to pick glasses that won't look dumb as sunglasses I mean that's fair but I'll have to see yours when they transition okay officially because I'm I'm not convinced 100% I get that I wasn't either and I'm not 100% 100 convinced on mine but I was like I like them 
I like this for me. In fact, the new glasses of mine are very deliberately not transitions because the last pair I bought like a year ago wore, and then I just never wore them outside my house unless I needed to. Yeah. So I bought from Zenny, which is great for like... Oh, I love Zenny. Yeah. I got three pairs of glasses for like $100. It was great. And this is one of them. I mean, Zenny is the way to go. Hashtag not sponsored. Mm-hmm. But if they want to sponsor us... I would love that. We're far away from sponsorship from them, I so... Know. We sponsor ourselves. We do. Hashtag <laughs> self-sponsored. With our shop on Threadless. Yes, if you like this t-shirt... Uh, if you go to DetroitStrange.Threadless.com, you can check out our merch. Yeah. Buy our merch in the back, as they say, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that wraps us. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you have a chance, please rate, subscribe, review um, on those platforms, anywhere you listen. That and be- if you want to follow us, you can follow us on our social media at, uh, at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook. And if you want to email us, it's DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know how you're doing. Uh, if you weren't able to pop into the chat today. Uh, but yeah. to those who came into the chat, this is yeah. fun. Yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly our parents, but I think there's other people besides our parents. So that's fun. I, I appreciate everybody who came in. Same. It was fun to to see little little comments and faces. And yeah. for help with our audio. We yes. Need yes. Please let us know whenever we are not sounding great or if something's going wrong. Yeah, because we can't tell. No. So until next time. Stay strange. <laughs> This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence. 